Hi, this is Colleen McGee welcoming you to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. And this week we are concentrating on winter weather preparedness because, folks, it's here. That winter weather is on the way. I'm uh, Mark Green. I'm the uh, Garrison Deputy Safety Director here at Fort Riley. Our forecast has some crazy cold stuff coming our way. So let's talk about safety, winter weather, and driving, because this may come in on the weekend when we're doing fun things. Yes, um, and that's the thing. Here in Kansas, there's a lot of uh, soldiers, there's a lot of civilians that aren't from the area, that are from farther south, that aren't used to cold weather and wetness on the road that freezes and turns into black ice and things like that, really ugly. Even just rain, um, a lot of people don't understand that Kansas is a windshield wiper, lights on, law, state. So if your windshield wipers are on, if you have that much moisture that there's, your windshield wipers have to be on, you must turn on your lights. So that's just a good safety thing because your lights are on, people can see you when it's, the the visibility is diminishing. But um, one of the things that I do, and I've done for a very long time, even before I was a safety geek, um, was anytime I was driving and it was going to be cold weather, I kept some uh, kitty litter in the uh, trunk of my car. I always have... Uh, ice scrapers in my car. I have an extra blanket in my car. I break down those kinds of things. But uh, slow down. Look where you're going because sometimes you will not see that black eye. Sometimes you get lucky and you can't see it before you get there. Uh, but most of the time, you, you just can't see it. Once you once you hit it, you have no control. Uh, the car's going to go where the car wants to go until it finds some more traction. Um, but another one is a lot of people have problems with, hey, all I have to do is just clear one little spot in front of me on my windshield and I can see where I'm going. Um, clear all your windows, front, side, and back. Um, and another one is, think about the guy behind you. Um, if you've got snow on top of your car, um, even just an inch on top of your car, once it starts to melt underneath, it will come off in a big sheet, and then it's going to fly back and hit the car behind you, um, which causes them to have problems. So be courteous, clean your whole car off if you do have snow and ice on your car so that you're not bothering some other driver on the, on the road. But the big one is just slow down. Uh, use your, your low beams, just like if it's uh, raining or foggy. Um, use your low beams so that uh, you can see better closer in. Because uh, if you put your high beams on, it's just going to give you glare in your face. But the big one is just being prepared with a winter driving kit in your car. You get stuck in the snow. That's what I use the uh, kitty layer for. Put a little bit down in front of the tires. And that helps you give you a little grip to get out of the snow. A uh, snow and ice scraper. And then that blanket. I keep my cars in pretty good shape, but there has been times that the car just didn't want to start. And to be able to sit in that car and wait for somebody to come get me with a blanket on really does help. You know, I think people need to learn to trust their gut instead of their peers sometimes in this weather happens. Because if you're really not that comfortable or experienced in winter weather driving, it might be a safer bet to wait till you can see, wait till the sun comes up. Peer pressure is a is a strong push to get you to do something that you really don't want to do. My best friend uh, jumps off of cliffs for a living and he makes money at it. I'm not going to do that. Even though he says you can do it, I'm not going to do that. Same thing with driving, like you said, peer pressure. Um, just because everybody else is wanting to run and get home, you know, before the big snow pump hits or wants to get to work and get to, get to work before everybody else, it's really not worth it. To, if your gut, like you said, if your gut's telling you yeah, maybe I ought to wait a half hour or an hour. Let things calm down. Let the traffic get out of the way before I go. Your gut's telling you something your head needs to listen to. 
And I know some people feel that they're very comfortable driving in all kinds of weather. They know to slow down. They know not to accelerate quickly or brake quickly. They know not to change direction swiftly when their traction is compromised. But you have no control over other drivers. That is true. That's a that's a big one that we teach in defensive driving is you have no control over anybody but you. Uh, you don't know what the crazy next to you is going to do. They might change lanes and never even see you. Uh, so you always have to be ready for that. So when it's icy and snowy and nasty out, that makes it just that much worse. So just give yourself more time, more space, and uh, take a deep breath. Let it out slow. Relax. That person's going to be out of the way in just a second, and you can continue on your way. So now we've talked about it in the car, so let's talk about a little bit at home. How can we prevent, you know, the biggest thing that you guys are often telling us is it slips, trips, and falls that are our biggest time lost at work accidents. So at home and around our office buildings, what can we do to help reduce that risk should we end up with some ice and snow? Well, that's, that's a big one. We've had just this last winter season, we had a lot of slips due to, I didn't put any ice melt down. And people looked at the ice patch and walked right through the middle of it and then fell down. But just the overconfidence, I've walked in that before, no big deal. Um, think about when your gut tells you might not want to do that, then don't do that. But uh, that's the big one. Put the ice melt out. Um, because last winter, we had a lot of a lot of our ship trips and falls were due to did not take care of the ice that was on the sidewalks outside. Um, when you're talking about at home, uh, power goes out and people want to stay warm. We have had accidents and deaths here at Fort Riley due to somebody wanting to keep warm by bringing their grill inside the house and lighting the charcoal and staying warm and then died from overexposure to the uh, carbon dioxide. So it's uh, that is a, a no-no. Uh, do not do that. Um, don't go sit in your car and crank it up and try to stay warm. Put an extra blanket on. Bundle up, get close to your loved ones, hug, and uh, just stay warm. And in the event of a power outage, often there are warming centers here on the installation. The best place to look for those would be on Facebook. And with that one, uh, power outage and going to your social media to find things, make sure you got a backup for your phone. Um, have an extra battery pack, power pack that you can recharge your phone on your computer or whatever so that you stay connected to the world and know what's going on. I think another really good tip, and you've told me this before, is if you have to set out, make sure you have a full tank and gas. That's it. Yep. I always, during the wintertime especially, I always, if I get anywhere close to half a tank, I always go ahead and fill it up because I never know when I'm going to have to make that long haul. Well, I've been stuck on I-70 before in the middle of an ice storm and was very glad to have a full tank. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Anything else people ought to know? I ought to cover it. All right. And they can go to ready.gov to get more information on how to be prepared. And then keep your eyes on the safety signs for tips or the uh, LED signs around the installation. And watch our social media pages for updates and listen to your local weather and news outlets for information. Chris Hollenbeck, for Raleigh's Emergency Management Coordinator. So you mentioned something about preparedness being an all-year mindset. Right. You know, being prepared should be on your mind, you know, all year round. It doesn't really matter what the season is. It's just that you have to, to decide when it is a certain season, what your hazards or your threats might be that you need to be preparing for. So such as we were talking, you know, about the 
the weather this weekend. Uh, it's going to be cold, uh, possibly rainy, snowy. So as we move into that, some things we might want to consider, of course, would be power outages and how do we prepare for that. Uh, travel on the roadways. Uh, if we're only going just a short distance, it's still an idea to have a car kit and think about if you had an emergency out on the road and how you'd be prepared for that. And then, of course, you know, other things that you would want to look at, whether it be your family or your individual preparedness. Okay, so give me some ideas for some of the things that we should have in that car kit and where we might get a big list of, of more ideas. Well, the first stop would be is to our Ready Army homepage. And we would starting there, we have several lists that you could help uh, make your kits up. So talking specifically with your travel and your car kit, uh, things you would want to look at would be, you know, maybe throwing some extra blankets in there. Of course, you know, flashlights, um, you know, some gloves, coats, hats, things like that. Uh, maybe, you know, a lot of people like to use kitty, kitty litter because if you're in an icy situation, you know, you lose your traction, and, you know, that's a good thing to use. But there's many other things that uh, we could discuss as far as laying it out, but the list is really helpful. So go to the Ready Army website and you can get your list for preparing your kit. All right. And um, I guess, um, is there anything else? No, I, I think probably as we're discussing the whole preparedness thing, it's just now that we go into this type of season, you know, looking at yourself and with you, when your family needs is how do I need to transition, whether it be my kids or whether it be the list that I use to make my kits or my emergency situations and where I may find myself. And also, you know, don't forget your pets too, you know, they're part of the family and uh, any other special needs you might have that you have to consider for your kits and emergency needs. Thank you for listening to another episode of Fort Riley, the podcast. And remember, if you want to know how to prepare for any season at any time, go to readyarmy.gov. Oh, 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 oh,